0: of Social Sales. I'm your host Chelsea Pites and today we have a little bit of a different type of podcast where I am going to throw it back old school a few months ago when I got together with some great friends, some great minds in the industry, Dustin Brome, Jason Frazier, David Greenspan, and Travis Tom and we sit down to chop it up and talk about the trends that are happening in real estate marketing. I hope you enjoy it. As always I'd love to connect with you on all the socials Please consider subscribing to this podcast, share it out with people that will get value out of learning real estate marketing on a weekly basis. Let's connect on Instagram. I'm giving away a free Instagram bio audit. All you have to do is come to Instagram, follow me and send me a direct message. I am at chelsea.pites on all the socials. Love to hear from you and connect with you there. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's go.
1: We're here in Arizona. And for the first time today I actually leaned on a swallow. Now for most people that don't know what a swallow is, that's a cactus. So we call a cactus, but they got like really fancy names down here. Anyhow, learning a lot, having a lot of fun. Uh, sitting around a table right now with some of the, actually, pardon me guys, I apologize. I'm sitting around a table right now with the <laughs> best in the absolute industry. Uh, i got Chelsea Pikes, Dustin Brome, Travis Tom, Mr. Jason Fraser right here. Uh, this is the Mindshare podcast. We're just ripping a quick episode here. We are going on stage today. We're going to be talking with uh, Chicago Title. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going over branding. We're going over, uh, well, essentially social media, how to really take your game and step it up a level. Um, speaking of branding right now, I figured I'm going to lean into you guys a little bit, see what maybe uh, pieces of insight we might be able to share with some of our audience today. Dustin, start okay. us off, brother.
2: Talk talking to me for? about
1: branding, man. Like, uh, you know, everybody's trying to up their game on social. Everybody's trying to do something to really right. build their brand and, you know, get their name out there a little bit more, what I like to call mind share. Uh, what do you, What do you, I mean, give us some tips. Give us something. Yeah. that you know you might give some advice to the audience on that. Something sure. good.
2: Oh, something good. Something good. All right, I'm going to need some
1: time to By the way, them. folks, be forewarned. I got Jason and <laughs> in the exact same room <laughs> on the exact same microphone. I have no idea where we're about to go with this, but this could get fun, so stay tuned. There should be a warning label on this yeah. episode. Yeah.
2: No, so like we some talked sure. about at, at the event yesterday, branding, so much of branding or what people should focus on with their branding is letting people get to know them. So even even if they're building a team, even if even if they have a brand, they, people still don't want to hire the brand. They want to hire the person who's with the brand. The brand might bring might bring some excuse me, some credibility or or name recognition, but then somebody wants to make a personal connection. So if you're not out there on Instagram stories on Facebook on Snapchat or whatever or TikTok, Chelsea, showing
1: people who oh you God, are, I was talking about TikTok yesterday.
2: I know it's a weird weird thing. You'll have to you'll have to talk about TikTok. But let people get to know you. And you can use any of the tools available. There's no one right or wrong way to do it. Just let people see who you are. Some people will keep watching. Some people will connect with you. Some won't. You'll attract the right people. But making that personal connection, when people know, like, and trust you, that's how you do
1: it. And so many people are going, you know, I don't want to be on social. It's not me. It's not who I am. I don't, I don't get out there and I, or they you know, I don't want to share my life stuff. with people. Yeah, right? they
2: only post about rates or they only talk about their open house or their listing or anything. Like, they should be doing that less than 10% of the time. They yeah. should be focused on them, what they're doing that day, their family life. I mean, and they don't have to show all the super personal stuff. You don't have to show your kids if that makes you feel uncomfortable. But if you don't, if you don't mind letting people have a glimpse in, do that. Because then, then, like, whenever I see somebody and they have young kids that are like the the age of my kids, I it's, it's that connection you make a connection with that person because you can relate to them. Yeah, totally. And if it's all business, all real estate, all the goddamn time, it's it, there's no way to make a connection with somebody.
1: It's just boring, there, right? It's boring. And Shels, it's funny I I, uh, I have stolen your line so many times about tell people about date night, but you don't have to tell them what you're talking about. What you know? What kind of things can people maybe? post about or suggestions like that that kind of give somebody that breakdown to just drop the barrier break the ice if like we were talking yesterday with some of the folks that were there at the uh, at the event and one lady was saying to me she's like oh i could take a picture of the golf course and be like this is my office for the day i'm like yeah do that she's like well i don't really know people don't really want to know about me they don't really care i'm like you're totally misreading this entire thing on i'm like because i said to her i said are you on social she goes yeah I said, do you scroll? She says, oh yeah, I'm eating a sandwich, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, of course I'm scrolling. I'm like, so why aren't you posting? Well, I don't know what to post.
0: I get that question, number one, all the time. I do not know what to say, I don't know what to post, my life is boring, nobody cares, I don't like watching other people's lunches. Okay, we got it. But here's the, the few <laughs> things that I wanna talk about is, um, you know, it, this is gonna sound kind of funny, especially coming from somebody who does, you know, document their life every day and talk about content, uh, but, really sometimes people don't even really care as much about what they say as long as they're showing up consistently people love consistency it's my target theory we all like going to target even when we're on vacation because we feel like we know where everything is so it's that feeling of they're always showing up so if you're always showing up even if you're talking about something quote boring like you know mortgage tips title tips real estate tips buyer tips that may not seem like something that's super exciting But the consistency will not only help you create content on a regular basis and come up with more ideas to create content, but people will see you, you're putting billboards on the highway, they're seeing your face, you're showing up. Now as far as what to say, you mentioned the the dinner date um, example.
1: I, I think it was a great one.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are like, well, I'm really private. Well, there's a big difference between personal, which is relatable, and private. You know, I can be personable and show people that I'm human, that I'm, you know, getting together with you today. There's a picture of us, they might see, you know, what I'm doing on the weekends, but I don't have to share the nitty-gritty of my conversations at the table or overshare. It's okay if you want to get to that level of your life but having the human element and i know by the way people who kill it i did it for two years i was not personal at all i only did marketing tips that built a brand for me you can do it both ways but the key on both is being consistent
1: it's totally about consistency we i mean i i'm going to be talking about that today i talked about that yesterday something that I, i drive home with my message all the time because it's more about the fact that you're there and that people see you and they start to connect with you and they can build that relationship with you rather than necessarily what you're always talking about and so it's like when you do record a video and you forget to turn the sound on and whatever it's people see you they can relate to it it's personable and I mean I joked about it yesterday but I'll literally back that post up and be like yeah next time remember to turn on the sound right and like naturally that's what happens that little chuckle happens They're like oh you know real human being right right and that's a that's a big deal so in terms of you know, channels and different places we can spread that message across because we've got video, we talk about voice, you know, we were just having a joke about like camera first or whatever, but channels in terms of, <laughs> not that most people understand say what was going on there, but in terms of and channels, what means, <laughs> discrimination, um, what kind of channels should people be using
3: on a regular basis to get their message out there? Well, you know, we talked about this yesterday at the event, and I admit, especially for that that uh, that one loan officer that was talking about like, should I start with Facebook? I always say Facebook, and the reason why is that every other channel whatever content you're doing, you could do on Facebook. Facebook is long form text, it's just you know p- posting image, it's GIFs, it's video, it's stories, it's everything. Like Instagram has, You know, it's not long form, right? You, yeah. you have stories and you have images, right? LinkedIn, long form, but you could do most of that on, on LinkedIn, live's coming to that. YouTube is just video, you can't do long form on that. Facebook is where you could do anything. Facebook is basically your gateway drug to all the social media. If you master that channel, you're be able to, to easily start on Instagram because maybe you've already done stories on Facebook so doing stories on Instagram isn't a big stretch right mm-hmm. you've done images on Facebook so doing that on Instagram isn't a big stretch long form on Facebook doing that on LinkedIn for thought leadership that is a, is a huge thing so those for me Facebook is and then not only that but it's you know one of the biggest advertising platforms obviously so like why would you not do Facebook right you, you know but at the same time like we talked about yesterday is that if you're listening to this and you don't want to do every channel like you don't like linkedin or you don't like facebook you don't like instagram or youtube or whatever you need to you can find success on any one of those channels it's great to diversify that's the best advice but find the channel that you're more comfortable with find the channel that you get now you have to get put you got you got to get pushed from it right so you could love linkedin i'm not doing anything on linkedin and if you got crickets for months and months and months and months try something else, right? Like you have to get a business push from it, otherwise you're just talking. And I, so that's that's to me, the, the channel has to fit how you are as a person. Some people love LinkedIn and nothing else. Some people love Facebook and nothing else. Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, but I've known successful uh, marketers and successful agents and loan officers that have chosen just the one channel and been plenty successful doing that. I thought that was a great point you made yesterday when you said that. Uh, I thought so too, David. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, we're not going to give. I know. <laughs> just now, we'll give them like one. Yeah, now, now it sucks. Yesterday, it was it's funny. One. there's a moment there. There was like so many compliments going across the panel that like Dustin and I were like, "Does Jason have a fever? Like maybe something's... But uh, no, you brought up a, <laughs> a wicked point about the about Facebook being sort of that that platform where. Yep like long form and images and video yep. and this and that. Like it's, it's a great point right there for anybody. And I think that it's, it's funny too, because I think that there's a lot of the younger demographic that you'll ask and be like, yeah, you on Facebook. They're like, Nope. Yep. You know, but they're all over Instagram. They're doing that stuff. And so again, they're leveraging a platform. So on that, would, would we say that for a lot of people, because, and dust, we had this conversation, I think it was yesterday as well about like a lot of people don't know where the power button is. And as silly as some people might be finding that, the reality is that is a, that is a reality yeah. for a lot of people. And when we look at our industry, and we look at the folks that are making the money, the ones that are out there doing what they're doing, hey, we got to remember, they've been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years. These yeah. are pros. like They did not start off with this type of technology. So now it's going, okay, it's not who I am. I have no idea what to post. I don't know where to start. I don't know what platform to use. Facebook being a great stepping stone to that. And then, from you said, from a measurements perspective, it's are you starting to get the engagement from people? Are you starting to get the traction off of it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And one thing I want to, because you mentioned the millennial thing, one thing, because I've talked with a lot of millennials, obviously, about the whole Facebook thing. And what I found out is that maybe they don't start on Facebook, but they get there because they get a job. So to me, like, I equate it to when I started working in the corporate world, I worked for Safeco Insurance. And I wanted to move up. I wanted to to know uh, like the managers, know the executives, and try to just make a name for myself. They all played golf. That was the, my that was my only in into getting in front of them. So I learned how to play golf. And so the same thing <laughs> is with point. when I when I hear about millennials, is they said I wasn't on Facebook until I got my first like real job because then they want to connect with other coworkers who are most likely older to them, managers and whatever. They're all on Facebook. So it kind of happens. Just as you're trying to make a name for yourself and the more entrepreneurial we are, the more small business and stuff, you have to get on Facebook no matter what age you are. Totally. So that's the thing is everyone that's talking, well, young people are on Facebook, they will eventually be there because that's where so you they're, think to that they're going to grow. They're gonna be
1: coming to it.
3: Yeah, and well they already are, and it, it happens. I see it. Like my son who has, has always said Facebook is for older people. He got well, a, of a no, no joke. That's how I feel. Oh it's no, like, and, and he told oh me God, that. Are
1: we on the old people's like? Well, he's, social on, media. he's on
3: he's on Facebook now because college and the professors doing stuff and and people in his class that are older because it's you know he's got older people in his class and not just young people. So he's on Facebook now an account. And so he said I had to move there because the people that I was talking to that's the channel they use. So that's the thing is it's just like and that's why it, you know equated it to me learning how to golf. If you're trying to, you know come up in the business world you got to be where they are and if they're all playing golf then you will learn how to play golf yeah, right and yeah, so if, yeah. if everyone's on facebook and you got to make a name for yourself you're trying to connect with them on a personal level you're gonna have to get on facebook so well
1: that, that was my point yesterday i mean like this social media stuff is like steroids for us right as like people as sales as businesses as entrepreneurs you know we can go out to a group of people and talk to five people ten people i was saying this to my hockey team the other day uh a buddy of mine selling mortgages and i you know he's younger than us per se not that much younger but he's not all over facebook necessarily you know he goes it's not me and i said but you're trying to connect with people he goes yeah but and i'm like no no no, we're standing in a circle right now having a couple pops and you know there's like 12 of us around and we can have that conversation like hey how you doing whatever whatever i'm like but dude i could pick this thing up my phone and literally connect with 200 people immediately and that's where that that window to the world really is now travis here's my thing uh I'm always big on the fact that if you're going to go out and start to really leverage these social medias to build your biz, you naturally want to take advantage of all the tools they offer to you, right? And that could be both organic and the paid stuff. In my mind, before you can do, before you should do anything paid, you should have your foundation laid. This is like building a house, right? You want to go ahead and start taking... Uh, Your content you want to take, you know, anything you're putting out there and really get it out to a wider audience, hey, you can now leverage these wicked tools that these social media platforms offer to us. But we've got to have a foundation of content and a foundation of, of, you know, call it followers or friends or the audience, the network of people. I'm curious to know sort of your thought on that because I know a lot of uh, folks, and and for everybody you know that may not know, at least my audience, uh, Travis is an absolute expert when it comes to Facebook marketing, advertising, um, how to really take your you know your content and grow your audience and leverage you know sort of build mindshare across a wider audience. But I've said this to many guys that that do similar things, and I go, you know. There's only so much you can do if you haven't got the content to work with. Right. So my advice to people is, you know, create your content and that's where you can leverage the expertise of somebody like you.
4: So I think it goes a few different ways. Um, It depends on where you are within your journey, right, with with business. So if you already have a business established, then you should lead with probably an offer, right, something that's actually going to contribute to sales. If you don't have the mechanism to make money instantly from that, then you should be developing content and building up a brand that's gonna be synonymous with whatever you're gonna be building in the near future. Or then you use that content as basically analytical uh, split testing to understand what do people truly want? What product can I build out of that? Or what services can I align with what messages that I'm receiving? Um, so there's a company called uh, IDEO, my, my brother works for them, they're a um, design company uh, on a global scale. They will create products that don't even exist yet, run Facebook ads to them and see if people buy. And then if they buy, you know, they'll refund the money and say, you know, thanks, this was a test but they can then understand what people really want and then they'll build the product, right? So I I think social media in general is a testing ground to really understand what people want and then create a brand that is calling to those individuals, right? That's highly relevant to those people. So if you're you're moving through, you know, take real estate for example. So you own a brokerage and in this brokerage you are already selling uh, condos and townhouses then you know that a good majority of your content should be focused on the new urbanism lifestyle and everything around that, right? Walk scores and certain things like that, leading with that type of content. So it's, it's one of those scenarios where you have to really look at what you're doing objectively and start to document what you can. I I mean, Chelsea knows that. I'm, I'm told her. I, I probably have 300 pieces of content that I've never published right. because of fear right? When I first started, Hold on, I, so, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. hold that thought, but yeah.
1: because but, I want to, I, I don't mean to cut you up. but the fear thing, right? that was a big thing you just mentioned there. Uh, people react based on fear, but people also hold back right. based on fear. What yeah. are you fearful of? Well, you know, it, the, all those pieces of content was early on when I first started. And so... Now, is it, okay, is it the value that content's providing or is it just, hey, I'm opening myself up and I'm going somewhere with that because I think a lot of people listening probably have those fears. Right. It's like... Oh or did God. you
0: feel that because you were new, you didn't earn the right yet? To-
4: it was- okay, right. Exactly. Yeah, so there's a little bit of imposter syndrome, but I'm, I'm inherently, I'm really, really private. like my, yeah. my, my, my life is private, but my business life is not. Right. right. So with Chelsea, she's very open, right, with a lot of her content. Yeah. And when I first started, I uh, you know, was really battling, okay, now I'm going to have to open up, right? Now i have to take pictures <laughs> me of me yeah, and I be on, totally be on camera. <laughs> and I, I was coming from actually just, I had sold my brokerages and I started then writing blog articles doing SEO because I didn't want to do anything on camera. Right. So I eventually had to because that's what was going to really sell because I, I was tired of writing 5,000 word articles. So, yeah. so at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I, I just need to do a video and get, and get it out there. Um, so, you know, if there's people that are looking at building more content and they're afraid, yeah, you you got to jump in. You have right? to do it, right? you, you, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah you you got, you got to start somewhere. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be at the table if I hadn't gotten over those fears. Oh, right. I, I, I think
1: all of us can say the exact same thing. Sure. Well, yeah. now
0: your entire business is video. <laughs>
1: now my entire like business is video. You are literally is, on is, camera is every day. <laughs> right, so
4: it's something I've, I've had to yeah. really, really get used to. But I, I would say that people need to think objectively about what they're doing, what they're creating, because they're surrounded by content on a daily basis. It's TV, right. and we're right? overloaded mm-hmm. with it too. Right? We're overloaded with it, but there's an amazing amount of value. We all have, I think, uh, in every every person does, every agent, every mortgage broker does, the curse of knowledge. Yeah. Where they say, well, you know, tell us something. Like I don't know anything. I have nothing to share. Well, you know, tell me about 1031 exchanges, right? Or VA loans, what? right? right? <laughs> and, and, and people have this knowledge that's built in them. But they think, oh, people don't want to hear it, so I'm just going to keep it in. Or I'm not going to provide any value. I'm not going to be able to contribute. But you, but there's people that are thirsty for that knowledge, right? I mean, there's a lot of first-time homebuyers that are coming into the market now. And those first-time homebuyers, they are scared about how much do I have to put down, So there's whole conversations in content and information and videos and blog articles that you can create around that. I think what we're looking at right now is a lot of people have become dependent on portals and they stopped investing in their brand several years ago because they didn't need to because they were being spoon-fed and then they would just double down as those would convert, right? So the ROI was high. So they decided, okay, builder.com, Zillow, I'll just keep putting money in the machine. Last week, I received a call from a guy that said, hey, I spend half a million on realtor.com and half a million on Zillow every month. Wow. I'm ready to shift it to Facebook, and we need someone to take that over. Wow. Mm. Those are the people right? that said, said we stopped investing in our brand because we were spending all the money into the portals trusting them that we were going to have this long-term relationship. And now, they're going, do people know us in our market? We have our past customers, but they really know our brand do they know what we stand for? A value proposition, right? Right,
1: and there's there's a great point is, a, is a, you know, you drive down the road. We said billboards, right? Like, you could drive down the road, see a billboard, and, and recognize the brand, recognize the company, but never actually have a real connection right. for any reason to go and deal with that individual. And, I mean, when it comes to content, that's exactly the idea is you're putting something out there to allow people to connect more. Um, and, and, again, my belief becomes... And I think we're, we're I think we're in agreement here. I'd love to hear if we're not. Whatever, um, not right or wrong, but it's you know in order to build that brand, you've got to start putting out the content as you said. It's right. got to go out there. People got to start connecting with who you are. And I think before you you know you you need to be spending a ton of dollars. It's like mm-hmm. just do it. Like get in there and start doing. And once you have that content, you can take it and start to. Go after that bigger, wider group. And I mean, again, coming back to the billboard, it's like, you know, how many people are seeing that driving down the road every single day? But now if you can almost focus those efforts and say, look, I'm going to take that similar idea of a billboard, but I'm going to throw it on the screen where people can see it there. And you've already backed that up by having other content. You've been doing stuff organically. That's where it starts to really come to life, right? Well,
0: I think what's interesting too, especially just piggybacking on what what Travis just mentioned and, and our industry in general just radically changing in probably the next 24 to 36 months as it has already. Yeah you can't depend on the one thing, right? Unless you're controlling it. Like you control your brand. You know, we had Facebook was down for a day and we (laughs) lost our (laughs) lives. And it just reminds us that you can't put everything on somebody else's stuff, right? You have a podcast, you control that, you have your website, you have a brand, you have content and, you know, even in Travis's expertise where, You know, your whole lifeblood is a business that, you know, you have to work around the changes and you have to figure out and you're coaching your, you know, clients who are coming to you and saying, listen, we need to figure out how we can generate your own customer audience and then work from there. So you always have to be thinking about what if this went away tomorrow? Like what if, you know, my lead pipeline goes away because I'm investing in a company that is gone Right. So you always have to, at least you always have your brand and you always have the ability to make content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of content, I'm talking about the fact that the industry changes so quickly, right? We talk about voice a lot together and where that's going. I know again, uh, Jay was like the catalyst to me to kind of go, dude, you've got to get into the podcast scene. you got to get into voice. And I mean, Dustin, we've talked a lot about like the consumption, like where you can consume it, right? Like how easy it is. Big changes coming in the industry for voice. What, what's our sort of suggestion to people about getting in on that?
2: Well, I would say, first off, if, you, if you're someone who's fearful of video, like Facebook Live scares you to death, recording Instagram stories and YouTube videos scares you, talk. Like, you could do a podcast. You could do a flash briefing. You could do a Facebook Live audio only. You know, there's options available for people who don't want... The, you know depending on your strengths and weaknesses and and likes and dislikes there's a medium for you you just have to pick one and and focus on it so uh it just happens to be an amazing amazing time for voice and when we say voice we mean podcasting flash briefing um you know because Audiobooks have been a big deal for a long time. I
1: love audiobooks. Right. Yeah. Even
2: even before MP3s came out, people would get the CDs, people would get the, the books on the tape, tapes, yeah. and, and listen in their car, <laughs> right. right? Because then you could consume it while doing something else. Yeah. They, they'd have their Walkmans, and they'd be you know walking the dog and everything, listening to a cassette tape. Now it's so easy with, with podcasts. First off, they're free, and there's always new content coming out every single day. There's no shortage of, of content out there. But at a local level... There's not. Like even in Salt Lake City still, there's like a handful of podcasts focused on the local community. And so if any agent or loan officer is like, I like the idea of podcasting, I don't know where to start. Focus on just covering the local area. Go to maybe a concert's coming. Go to that. Talk about that. Review a restaurant. Uh, Talk about, you know, the, the best things to do for free with kids on a rainy day. You know, like you can do blog article topics in podcast form just talk about it and you put your own spin on it people get to know you here's what's crazy about voice so with youtube videos if you have an average watch time of about five minutes you're killing it that's okay, great yeah yeah good good advice with good with a, a blog article if you have like three to five minutes time on page you're doing great podcasting people will listen to 45 minutes to to 60 it's minutes amazing. at a time yeah like my podcasts have now, you know, they're they're now around an hour, forty five minutes to an hour, and eighty percent are listened to. Like the average, uh, average time listened to is about eighty to eighty five percent. Nice. So people are paying people are attention right? for a long period of time, and the stats show that they listen to every single episode. More than half of Americans are now listening to podcasts. So there's still a lot of room there. Like to me, that's like wow. No, there's only half half of Americans listening to podcasts. That's opportunity. Oh, it's huge opportunity, right?
1: And for how many people are, again, as we just mentioned with fear, Mm -hmm. how many people are fearful of going out and putting out the content or getting the voice out, the video, whatever. There's so few people in the grand scheme of it right now that are actually taking advantage of voice marketing. And I mean, to me, it's a double-edged sword because I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Like not only obviously recording podcasts and putting the content out there, but the way I consume the content, like that's how I drive my car now. Like I'm listening to something, somebody's podcast, one of your guys' podcasts, I'm listening to an audio book. The double edged sword for me is like, oh my God, I'm driving. I can't take notes right now, right? So it's like you get all these nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's the other thing too. You walk away kind of going, as long as I can, you know, take one, two, three nuggets away from this book or this podcast, you've learned something. You know, that's the beauty of it. I mean, talk about, you know, Listen, I'm from Canada, so in the snow, you could be talking about mowing the lawn, you know, anything working out, anything you're doing, it's too easy to consume there. Um, speaking to content then, right, and the types of things we put out, Jay, when, when you know, we talk about having these different types of content and we talked about the different platforms that are out there and how Facebook is one of those where, you know, you can do your voice, well, you can do video, you can do the, the long form, yeah. everything else. What if I've got Facebook and I'm doing it, uh, and I want to start expanding that reach, and I've, I've really put out, I mean, these 300 pieces of content, right? Mm-hmm. I've put out all this content. Now I look and go, hold on a second. Do I have to start fresh on a new platform? Can I take that content? We talk about repurposing content. Yeah. Uh, just some some forward thinking on that.
3: Well, it depends because each channel is different, right? So you can't obviously re- really repurpose long form on Instagram, right, right, but you could repurpose that on on Insta- or uh, LinkedIn, right? Video you could obviously repurpose that on YouTube, but again, it comes down to minutes watched, right? Is yeah. it really going to get a push and do for? It. Um, but you know, just getting back because I I think you know we talked about the voice marketing and Dustin was right on with focusing on the local content. Um, you know, flash briefings. That's the thing that I would focus on. If, if so, if you're doing, if you really want to repurpose the content that you're doing, and you're focusing on your local market, which you should be doing, people stuff that people actually care about. You mean they shouldn't
1: be trying to talk to the entire world? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, just, no. Uh, no. Words of wisdom.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because again, that's the shotgun <laughs> approach. Yes, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna hit buckshot everywhere, and you will hit a couple of targets. But it, sometimes, sometimes you won't. Most of the time, you won't said so be laser focused right so take that content that you're doing online uh, on facebook or whatever turn that because flash briefings are, are are super quick you can do two minutes and that's fine three minutes that's fine you can just read it right so if you're doing a lot of long-form thought leadership content on there or talking about the local events that are happening because i see uh, people do their live videos all the time uh, about you know what's going on in this weekend what's going on in scottsdale or whatever right like take that and make that into a flash briefing. You already did the video, take the audio out of that and make that your flash briefing. It's gonna be three minutes, it's, you know, why not do that? Quickly
1: on that then, um, Alexa.
3: Yep. Is
1: the flash briefings. Yes. Just, I wanna clarify for everybody. Yeah, so Amazon Alexa. In in the event that, right? Because I'll tell you like for me, and we've had this conversation like off mic, but I don't have an Alexa. I don't plan on putting one in my home right now. I don't like the fact that Big Brother is listening. Uh, and we can make the argument with these things, our phones as well. I, I yeah. got it. Just we certainly don't can. jump across yeah. the table now, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the the Android, for anybody there, just break that down for me quickly. Like, do they need to have an Alexa at home? To, they actually to get don't. Involved in flash no, they
3: don't. They just need to ha- to listen to it. You know, you need to have the app on your phone. You need to create an account, but you don't need to have a device. And the one thing that I'll I'll say about that is because my wife and I talked about how we would never have one in our home. Yeah. Now we got like five of them, yeah. like in a lot of rooms. So like kids use them. We, we control the house. We control our temperature. We control lights. We control a they're lot of... Cool. They're, 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 they're cool. Don't They're fun. Well, They're efficient, right? Yeah. And that's one thing is that, that I talk about quite a bit is understanding like where we've come from, the start of the internet age, and let's just say it's 2000, right? And we're 2019 now. Consumers have decided to give up a lot of privacy... To live that online life because it's efficient use of their time, right? So we could debate whether it's a good thing, bad thing, Big Brother. At the at the end of the day, consumers have voted with their pocketbooks. They just don't care when it comes down to it. They want to be efficient. They want to like pay people Venmo. They want to because think about this: Uber and Lyft. They know likely if you looked at the data, they know where you work. They know where your kids go to daycare. They know what time you get home. You know what I mean? If you're really using that rideshare life, which a lot of people do. We're giving that data, but yet no one really talks about that. But we're doing that because it's efficient, and we need to be paying, playing by the same rules as everyone else, right? And so, if that's gonna, you know, if that's gonna be the way it is, and now that we've had data that now more for the first time ever, over half the population in this country are listening the podcast. We have, I think, last count, what was it, like an extra thirty million devices that were activated after Christmas? Like this is a real thing, yeah. and this is where people are gonna go. So if I'm, because look, everything. Chances are, if you've listening, if you've you know heard one of us speak, you listen to one of our podcasts, you've seen us on a video, you've seen Chelsea on Instagram or whatever, the stuff we're talking about isn't like things that you haven't heard before. But what I think we could all agree on is that the rise of voice, whether it be flash briefings or podcasting, is a first mover opportunity because some agents and some loan officers were going to get into it. We talked about that yesterday. And right? they'll do it for a month or two and then they're going to drop off. If you're invested in this long term and all the people that we know that have decided to make podcasting a part of their life all of them have got a huge reach on their brand a, hu- a huge push in their business and it's something where consumers are going to anyway like with what dustin talks about because you'd be efficient with your time and do other things right so as far as repurposing the content if i'm looking at channels to do it i'm doing it on flash briefings because as mainstream media like big news channels cnn and stuff start doing flash briefings and people start hearing about them for the first time They're gonna be looking, about 60% of my growth is organic on on Amazon. It isn't people from my network, it's just people that they found me by looking on Amazon.com. And, and there's a big point
1: there is you haven't paid for that. Yeah. It's been organic. Yeah. It is a wider audience. But yep. now now it's a matter of taking that and this is the conversion process of moving somebody from being that stranger, whether we're getting it from a Facebook athlete, we're getting it from a podcast, from video, whatever we're doing, it's a matter of taking that person now and moving them through that that funnel process where they're now becoming what I sort of coin as like group one, group two, group two being the strangers, group one being the people who know us like us, trust us. We've got to have some conversion process there, right? So there's gotta be that multi channel approach that how are we taking that now, this lead, this new eyeball, this new ears, whatever, and turning that into a, a potential opportunity? And we had a question about that yesterday where somebody said, you know, I'm not seeing business directly when I post something on Facebook. And we're like, no, you've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like right. post on Facebook <laughs> and reap in the dollars, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. But so, and I mean, kind of just staying on time here. We've talked uh, branding, we've talked content, we've talked voice, we've talked uh, flash briefings uh all amazing advice i have to turn and ask you about video because all of us uh at this table do a lot of video we do it i think pretty like easily seamlessly like it's just it's something we just do we can click record and go and like we really just don't even think about it anymore stories instagram stories facebook stories i love i think are incredibly powerful Um, We talk about speed and user experience, like they're right at the top. It's so easy to get to. And to me, it's an amazing, amazing mindshare building tool because you're always visible. Like at minimum, one piece of content every 24 hours, you are right there. Chels, (laughs) the queen of like stories on Insta, and I love watching them. Um, But hey, there's a way that, you know, we get together here in Arizona, haven't seen each other since you know, it's six months, a year, whatever it is, since we were at the last conference maybe together, but it's almost like we're talking about every day, right? Tell me a little bit or tell everybody here a little bit about the power of stories or just maybe like something they can learn from it or what to do, the encourage, like I'm always pushing like That's, get there yeah. and do it, you know?
0: So stories is new for a lot of people. And they're like, I just don't really get it. So if you haven't been in the world of stories for a while, you may just sort of be wondering like, what the heck is happening? And uh, it's important because um, it's really about three things. It's about CRM. It's camera first. It's real time. It's message enabled. Anything that gives you those things, whether it's Facebook Live, whether it's stories, whether it's Snapchat, that's what made the big shift. And when I look at social media, I like to look at it from the science behind it. I like to look at it from the behavioral change. Because like Fraser just talked about, we're talking about Amazon and Uber. And now we have those expectations around what we expect people to see and to be honest we now expect because we're used to seeing live videos and stories we expect everybody to have their own television show their own reality show which is scary for a lot of people because especially you know if you're private you don't want to put your life out there and we're not saying you have to but being able to take people along on your day to day basis, and you know, I always say there's magic in the mundane. Believe it or not, one of my best Instagram stories had to do with what Kleenex box you prefer is it rectangle? Oh my or god, square? I love it! You see,
1: did <laughs> everybody just hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a marketing, branding expert, social media expert. She's talking about Kleenex boxes. So, you guys are wondering yeah. about what, what kind of content to put out there, and like, right. I'm not mocking well, that, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's real. I right? did it
0: to prove a point, and the point is this that people really do, we are fascinated, but we are species where we are fascinated by watching other people. I love to people watch at the airport. It's a you know thing I like to do. A lot of people just like to watch what people are doing. And as you're watching them and you find one little thing. I spent years making like tips every single day, how-tos, tutorials. I was teaching people to build brand and make money, and they would comment about the color of nail polish that yeah. I was wearing. And I'm like, I just told you how to bring in five extra transactions this month, but you're fascinated by the color that I just got my nails painted. So yes, that was valuable, and people really listen now to the tips that I give because they like me as a human. Yeah. So now, because they like me as a human, they really are listening. And I go really deep with the community. I'm not very wide. I don't have a million followers or a million community members or a million friends. But the people that I do have, if I said, you need to go follow this person and here's why. You need to go buy this book and here's why. They will do it because they like me as a person and feel like they're in my world. The biggest compliment I get all the time is, oh my gosh. I feel like we're friends and I feel like I already know you. I I say, you do know me. I, I choose to be a little bit more, you know, out there with my life and you get to see and be a part of it. So if you're watching my story you know, today or yesterday or tomorrow, you get to see what I'm doing. So the people who get to watch today get to see what we're doing now. They get to see me getting ready for stage and they feel like they're on that journey with me. And so that's a really, um, I think, powerful and very, uh, very heavy responsibility laden thing where you have to really think about what do you want to do with your brand? Do you want to inspire people? Do you want to be positive? I could be negative. I could go on there and complain all the time. I could talk about politics. I don't talk about any of those things. It's really about what do I want my legacy to be when I, you know, at the end of the world where, you know, people thought, wow, thank you for for leading with the person in mind. I, you know, talking about yourself on social media too, you know, we talk about content. If you just took out I and started making posts about questions, how can I help you? What do you like? What do you think? That will engage people and bring them in. So it's a pretty awesome way for me to connect with people. I love it.
1: I remember that, I mean, when I picked your brain about that some time ago, and I was like, stories, and we were talking about that, and I remember, like, you know, verbatim how it was said, I don't recall, but it was that idea of, you're storying, like, it's literally exactly the definition of what it is, it is a story, Mm -hmm. tell people about what you're doing, how you're doing it, you know, what was the lead up to going to speak on stage today, like, what did we do, you know, like, depending on how deep you want to go or how open you want to go. Uh, but no, listen, from a time perspective, this has been absolutely amazing. I thank you guys tremendously. Are there any closing thoughts that anybody wants to throw in here? I know that like we could all sit here and wrap all day long. Is there anything that anybody sort of has top of mind that maybe was just... Clos- uh,
4: closing thoughts on, on conversion process. That yep, um, Everyone should take away that Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of these tools are not necessarily a... It's, but there's no longer the linear funnel. So the funnel is no longer linear to you you take this action, you post this, right, and then you're going to be able to generate a sale. It's now a sideways tornado. And in that sideways tornado, the decision cycle within it, it goes much deeper, much longer. And there's all these things of voice, right? There's Instagram, there's text, there's email, all these various amounts of digital snacking within the middle of the funnel that create... Um, influence and persuasion that eventually lead people down the path to converting. So that's the process that we really need to think is they need to nurture with your brand and content during that process. There.
1: Yeah, no, great, great, uh, great advice, and I, I agree completely. Right, like it's 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 coming from all angles, and it's a matter of being there. And I, I mean, there's the big thing around again, building mindshare is always about being present. Uh, so. Any, any, Anything there, Jay? Because I know uh, you've always got some good closing words. Anything you want to throw in? Always as a stretch.
2: Always. I mean, he he well, sometimes does. For the most part, I do. You
1: well, know what? <laughs> I, no, no. I want to take a moment and turn this into the Dustin Jason show for a second. Oh, I think everybody who hasn't paid attention to this one really needs to be let into this. No. Uh, guys, thank you. Really, really, really appreciate everybody uh, joining me on the Mindshare podcast today. Um, thank you, guys. You I'm, bet. I'm, yeah.
3: Thank you. Sure. Loved it.
0: Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to me top it up with some good friends of mine, David Greenspan, Mindshare101. Make sure you go over and subscribe to his podcast as well. Again, if you get value out of this show every single week, I'd love it if you would consider subscribing to The Voice of Social Sales. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at chelsea.pites. That's P-E-I-T-Z.